Hello and welcome back to You'll Be Fine. I'm your host, Haley, and we are officially in the month of love. I know that the month of February can be hard when it comes to the holiday of Valentine's Day. It can be lonely and kind of bitter uh, seeing stores prepare months in advance with Valentine's Day decorations influencers posting about the gift bags they're putting together for their friends or partners, people sharing photos of themselves with their partners or their children. That's something that could be a bit sad too if you're someone struggling in that area. I know in the first episode of this new show, uh, my husband and I announced at the end of the first episode that we were expecting a baby and since then we have miscarried so that's been a bit of a bummer to say the least. Navigating that emotional roller coaster and coming up on a time where people are also celebrating their love for their children, which is a beautiful thing to see. It just happens to be a soft spot for now for us. But, you know, seeing people posting about how happy they are in their relationships or with their families and celebrating this holiday filled with love and happiness when you're on the couch at home feeling like you can't experience that because you're single or you're away from your partner spending a lot of time alone. Or maybe you've just never enjoyed this holiday, regardless of if you're single or not. Uh, For me personally, I've always loved Valentine's Day. I loved exchanging cards and candy with my classmates in school when I was younger and sending the singing telegrams and flowers to my friends in high school. I do have some better memories of my dad giving my siblings and I candy and a rose before we would head off to school when we were little. I've always loved the holiday. I love everything pink and hearts. And despite being broken up with by an ex on Valentine's Day one year, I'm still a little bitter about it. I'm just kidding. The holiday brings me a lot of joy in general. Um, I'm very lucky to have not only a wonderful spouse to celebrate with, but friends and family to celebrate with every single year. And my German shepherd, River, her birthday is on Valentine's Day. She's turning three this year. So that's super cute. But as fun as it can be to celebrate the love month with our partners or do Galentine's Day with our friends, there are other ways we can get into the spirit if you want to try with a little bit of self-love. And that is what I'm going to talk just a tad bit about today on this quick little episode, self-love and how it plays a role in our mental health. If you're like me, I totally jumped on the self-love train when it kind of became this trend. Maybe not even a trend, but I feel like I woke up one morning and self-love was in. I don't know where it came from. I don't know who's responsible for kind of pushing the narrative out there and creating this discussion around it. But now we've got tons of TikTok and Instagram accounts and creators that provide cute little photo sets and text posts and videos to remind us to love ourselves And we also have merchandise companies with the phrase on it, all of that sort of thing, like treat yourself, love yourself, whatever. And while I jumped on that little bandwagon, I will say it's something that has also just kind of died out on me. The text post became repetitive and cheesy. These self-care routines became very played out or they weren't always catering to those who had limited resources or financial means to not only treat themselves in a... I guess, material way, but also treating yourself to therapy or to basic doctor's appointments, things that you have to do to take care of yourself. There's a lot of generic ideas surrounding self-love 
and self-care, but when it comes to truly taking care of ourselves and the journey to finding ways to appreciate and love ourselves in the way that we should, it's so much more than bubble baths and face masks and spending a day at home with our phones off, going off the grid. I read on a Medical News Today article that psychologists say self-love and compassion are key for mental health and well-being, keeping depression and anxiety at bay. And I'll link the article in the show notes if you'd like to read it. It's not super long. I enjoyed it. And you might too if you like this kind of topic. But self-love and compassion are key for mental health, which sounds a bit obvious. But how do we go from a place of being so hard on ourselves and judging ourselves on a daily basis to finding the strength to be soft and kind to ourselves amidst the struggles that we're facing or the mental spaces that we're fighting through? I spent the past few years trying to collect all the information from the internet. I was trying so hard to just collect everything that I could, experimenting with the suggestions that accounts with bigger followings had to say, like following the 10 easy and affordable ways to practice self-love and self-care that will change your life starting today with absolutely no success. And I felt like I was failing myself of a simple but excruciatingly important award, I guess, like the reward of just being there for yourself and succeeding. It I don't know. It was just really, it was really hard to try these things over and over again with no success. How do we unlearn our need to be perfect, our need to be put together, our need to fit whatever mold we need to be to find success at work or at home or with our partners and learn to accept our flaws as they are in order to work on our weaker areas while still loving ourselves in the entire process. It's very overwhelming. It's irritating when you feel like you don't really need to like or love yourself. It just sounds good on paper. And it works for the people that have reasons to love themselves, you would think, or it just appears that way. Everything always appears better and easier when we are looking at everyone else's life through our phone screen because we don't see what's going on behind that photo or behind that TikTok. We don't see the mess. We don't see anything else other than what they want us to see. And I'm guilty of that. I've been in my darkest moments and still posting on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok like, yeah, maybe if I post this, it'll just appear like I've got my life together, like I'm doing fine. And then maybe I'll start to believe it but that doesn't really work. But I never, I never really thought I would find myself in a place where I could look in the mirror and say to myself, I love you and all that you do for me and actually mean it. It's really stressful to sit there and tell yourself the same things over and over again and make yourself believe it. It's not that easy. I've put affirmations around my house. I've had my friends have put affirmations around my house, left notes for myself on my mirror. I've treated myself to nail dates and hair salon visits. I've bought myself outfits that I thought would make me feel good when I stepped out of the house or bought home decor that would make my space aesthetically pleasing enough to put me in a good mood when I'm at home. And on a different side of things, I would do what I felt I needed to lose weight quickly. That was another thing. Thinking if I was a certain body shape, I would feel more love for myself. I would change my hair, do my makeup different, overload my plate with social functions and projects that I thought would make me feel important. Or I would isolate myself 
and work on myself and think that was helping and did they work for a little while yeah but when the effects of those efforts wore off I was right back to square one again and in the past handful of months I found things that work that actually really work for me to appreciate myself and my body in a way I never really have before as an adult and it's better late than never I suppose but a few months ago when I started digging a little bit deeper to find more realistic ways for me to learn how to love myself again the first thing I started with was the question what makes me feel like a child or a teenager again without the depression and the mental illnesses I struggled with growing up what were the interests and hobbies I had that made me feel my happiest that made me feel productive and whole that made me forget for a bit of time that I was struggling and my answers were things like spending time with friends obviously playing music whether that was playing my instruments or going to concerts, reading books. I loved to read, um, being outside and being active. Those things really made a huge difference in my life. So I started very small. I used to make really big goals, really big unattainable goals. And every year was the same. I would be so disappointed that I couldn't even make the small changes to achieve these big goals that I had because I just thought, if I wrote it down on paper, eventually it would happen, but I had to put the work in and I would always fall off. So I made a goal for this year, 2023, to read 20 books. I loved reading growing up. I would fly through books, but as an adult, I found it really hard to sit for 30 minutes to get some reading done when I had so many other things to do, or I wanted to watch a TV show or a movie or literally do anything else but sit and read. And I really missed that feeling of getting lost in a story and feeling like I was inside of somebody else's world waiting for the next page to see where the story was going to take me and where my imagination was going to take me. And I was also jealous of all my friends that still read as adults. I wanted to have that again. And I just couldn't. Um, with TV shows and movies, it's easier to sit and watch a story play out. But since I can barely do that sometimes, I didn't think I would get very far picking up a book as an adult. So. I set my goal for 20 books and I told myself that that should be a fair start. And now it's the second month of the year and I'm 10 books in. So I'm halfway to my goal and I'm blown away by some of the books I've already read. And I'm desperate to read as many as I can by the end of the year. Um, I really forgot how happy reading made me until I picked up my first book of the year and I just kept going. And in the moment that I finished the first book in a day, I loved that I had pushed myself to spark my own interest again. And I loved myself for finishing a book. I was so proud of myself. And younger me probably wasn't that impressed because reading a book in a day, like a 300, 400 page book in a day, was nothing to her. But I'm proud now. And I love that I allowed myself some time that didn't involve social media or sitting on the couch overthinking for hours. And letting myself get lost in someone else's fictional world. I had found a small key to my own happiness again, and that felt really, really good. And another thing was exercising. That was, I've made that goal every single year for years now. And I would be active, get into the gym a little bit. I would work out at home. Um, but it wasn't until this year that my husband and I signed up for a new gym membership and we've been going to the gym so often. And it's, I used to put my 
worth and my self-love into looking at the scale or how much could I lift at the gym? How fast could I run? How long could I run for? And now that I'm making progress, like slow progress, things are turning around and I'm so much happier and healthier. And I cannot believe it took me so long to just say, do it and it'll get fine and it'll get better as the weeks go on. So that's another thing. Those are just two small things for me that have helped kickstart my self-love journey again. And it doesn't have to be anything big or anything super crazy and exciting. It can be something as small as listening to the bands that you used to love and feeling those emotions all over again or getting outside a little bit more, sitting on your porch, having a cup of coffee, drawing, even if you're bad at it. Um, I don't know. There's so many things that I'm still making lists of hobbies that I remember having growing up that made me feel so good about myself because I was proud of myself for some of the things I was good at. And even if I wasn't good at it, it didn't matter. I was enjoying it. So there's so many things to explore. Like there's so much music to listen to, so many friends to make, so many things just to pick back up again and new hobbies to try. And that's something I would encourage anyone struggling with self-love and appreciation to try. It may not work for everybody. And I'm only going off of my own personal experience, but the turnaround I've made in the past couple of months alone has been one of the biggest improvements I've ever seen with my mental health. And I hope everyone has something that they can look to that makes them feel happy to be existing today. So if that's your thing, if you're struggling, Valentine's Day is hard. It's hard to look around and see everyone being so lovey-dovey, but why not be lovey-dovey to yourself? I think that you are worth it and it's important to remember that you deserve self-love, even if it's hard. So find your thing and reach out to me if you want and share what makes you love yourself the most, what makes you the happiest, what makes you feel the most alive. I would love to hear it and maybe have some new examples for myself to go off of and try. So yeah, let me know. Thank you for listening to this quick little self-love episode and happy early Valentine's Day. Thanks for listening. You are listening to I'll Be Fine. I'm your host, Haley. Have a good day. Bye.